The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome to the Full Court Press, Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Thanks for joining us, however, wherever you're doing so. Hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. Um, if you're listening to us from the Midwest, we hope you are safe. Uh, We've heard that there's a storm hitting in the Midwest, hitting the South, and it is. I saw some photos. I mean, it looks... There's a guy. There's a photo of a guy, a worker. Um, This fountain had froze over, like, honestly, like the whole entire water. Frozen icicle. It's huge. And this guy's in the middle of the fountain trying to break up the ice for the water. What? Dude, it looks absolutely horrendous, unhealthy, and unsafe. <laughs> but that is where we are at with... Uh, well, and they're not... Uh, those folks aren't used to dealing no, with cold no. and snow. In fact, and- uh, Dallas and Detroit's game has been postponed because of uh, weather. We're a uh, weather concern. So they have, they're not going to be playing tonight, actually, Dallas and Detroit. So that's kind of where we're at in 21. So hopefully everyone's doing well and safe and happy here on 106 NFM 1390 AM. The fan. Hey, Eric, we had a bunch of texts that we missed yesterday. Um, and I, I want to hit on a couple of them if that's okay. Uh, yeah. Don't forget, uh, we will get to Utah State stuff. Yes, we've heard the news of Boise State fans, 900 of them. There is an allotment of tickets going out to Utah State. I believe those are for parents or players' families is what those tickets are being allotted to. Um, and then we also, you know, I, I, Eric, I think we need to voice our opinion on a certain tweet from a certain staff member from Boise State's wife who went out on Twitter and went off on Twitter. So maybe, uh, go over that and much, much more here. Uh, welcome to the full court press four, three, five, three, three, nine, zero, three, two, one. Again, four, three, five, three, three, nine, zero, three, two, one. I give me apologize for missing all, all these great text messages. Five, seven, six, three, had texted in. Uh, was last night's potential NBA Finals matchup a preview of the NBA Finals? I'm oh, sorry, a potential NBA Finals matchup, a preview of it. Yeah, you could say that. I think that's fair to say. I know that Julian Bean was not a part of last night's game, but Ben Simmons, you saw what he can do when they're not catering to Julian Bean getting touches like crazy. Um, I would say it's a preview, but that also we obviously got to be cautiously optimistic as Jazz, Jazz fans as well. Yeah, yeah. Cautiously optimistic, I think, is the right term. Um, you know, we've we've been kind of whining a little bit that the Jazz aren't getting much as much uh, national respect as perhaps they deserve. Yes, but man, Sports Center was just falling Leading. in love with what oh. Utah has hey. been doing lately, and uh, multiple references to the Jazz yes. victory over Philadelphia. <laughs> Uh, it was fun last night watching Sports Center. Eric, let me ask and you. And listening to some of the stuff today, too. Why is it okay that when the Lakers are the number one team in the West or the number one team in the NBA, no one says a word? Now everyone's quiet. All is right in the what world. Do you mean they don't and, say a word. That's all they talk about. Well, okay. So it, but there's it's all love and there's no anger. But when the Jazz are the number one team, well, no, that just can't happen. We can't have the Utah Jazz being the number one team in the NBA. That's just, no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden, it's not just one team, Eric. It's the whole NBA Twitter world coming right at the Jazz. You guys still suck. We haven't beaten anybody. Well, wait until the playoffs, and you guys couldn't even beat the Nuggets last year. 
I just, why is it that when the Jazz are number one, everybody hates the NBA? Or everybody in the NBA is all upset and up in arms? Help me on this. I don't know. I, I think there's a narrative that, you know, unless you're in a big market and you're a, a, a sexy place to play and uh, have exciting things to do when the game's not being played, um, you know, I, I don't know. RJ, I don't know why it continues to be uh, that way. Um, but certainly if, if uh, if your franchise has not won something, then there are people that will always hold that against you until yes. you do. Houston, they have championship banners. Los Angeles, they have championship banners. So th- there's a lot of you know, Chicago, New York. I mean, w- there's a lot of places where they have championship banners hanging in their rafters. Mm-hmm. So they feel like, hey, we at least saw it happen once. We know what it took once. We had the, the right formula once. So... That gives us some cover to say this. Now, for for uh, you know, why they keep dogging on the Jazz, I don't know. I mean, just it's watch just them crazy. play. And oh, look yeah. Look who they're beating yeah. and how they're beating them. Yeah. Uh, 9474 asks a great question. Who is the one team that you would want the Jazz to avoid in the playoffs? Mine is Denver. I think Denver has a mental hold on Utah, just like the old James Harden lead Rockets used to as well. That's Denver's a good one. I'm still terrified of the Lakers, though. With a healthy Anthony Davis and a LeBron James, I don't care if he's 80 and in a in a wheelchair, it still scares me. Uh, that Lakers team can come at you in a lot of different ways and beat you in a lot of different ways, and they're still really, really good. I, I'd say the Lakers for me are the one team that, and I really, and uh, let's be honest, they're the one team that is going to stop Utah from getting to the NBA Finals. Jazz aren't going to the finals because of the Lakers. Wait, is that a not AJ Salveson guarantee? Hit the alarm. Hit me the alarm. Okay? All right? This is what I'm doing for you. And you can thank me, Jasper, because you know how this goes. Okay, these guarantees always go sideways. That's right. Hit it. The alarm. I guarantee you, everybody, <laughs> the Utah oh, Jazz no. will not make it to the NBA Finals this year. I guarantee you. Wait, how can you go on and on about people hating on the Jazz, and then you go on and you hate on the Jazz too? No, I no, I'm not hating on the Jazz. You're not saying they're going to make. Say- you don't believe in well, them. No, I'm saying that the Lakers are a better basketball team. Ask Tony Jones; he thinks the Lakers are a better basketball team. Ask, I mean, ask anybody. Skip Bayless, Scott Van Pelt, Rachel Nichols. Well, let's let's ask Adrian Wojnarowski. Oh, geez. Listen, this is a formidable Jazz team, and this is a team um, that's really been built um, to play a lot of different styles. Um, it's got they've got size, they've got shooting, uh, they play elite defense, and they've got a good home court advantage in Utah in the altitude uh, in the postseason. Um, you know, that's those are all things. You know that you know you like your chances with, and they have superior coaching uh, in Quinn Snyder. But you know certainly we've seen this Jazz team in recent years. You know get out to big starts, not quite like this, uh, but you've seen the depth of this team um, really sh- shine through. And, and obviously Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert playing some of the best basketball of their career. Okay, now go to Stephen A. Smith and why he doesn't think <laughs> it's a long-term success for the Jazz this year, huh? I'm just saying. Stephen A. Smith's take was so ignorant of the facts. He didn't care. Don't let the numbers get in the way of a good argument. 
3426 Ted texted in yesterday as well. I dare to say that the Jazz this year have the best bench in franchise history. Numbers, minutes, and overall reliability. Eric? Boy, I'm I'm definitely inclined it's to hard agree to argue with that. with that. Yeah. It's hard to argue with that 3426. That's that yeah. <laughs> this is a really, really good bench. Clarkson had 40 off the bench, man. 40. I, come on. People are freaking out because they're like, oh, Ben Simmons had 40. No, Ben Simmons started and nobody else touched the ball. And Embiid wasn't on the court, or else Ben Simmons probably has 10. I mean, Tobias Harris had a good game, too. Oh, yeah, Tobias Tobias is always really good. Really annoying. But uh, how many times have we seen this where somebody against the Jazz, one player has like a great night, and the national media will be like, hey, that one guy had a great game. But we'll... Let's not mention the fact that it was in a losing effort. Yeah. <laughs> they do that a lot, by the way. <laughs> uh, 2417. Hey, the bomb is dropped. That's right. That's right. You heard me, everybody. Uh, 9315. How does AJ spray out both sides of his mouth? Is that possible? Uh, why does AJ like to eat crow? Listen, <laughs> I'm th- I have never felt more confident in a guarantee. I feel more confident than when the Jazz and the Braves were both up three games to one. All right. When I said I guaranteed that both teams would win, I really meant that both teams would lose. I didn't feel fully confident. This one. So you think that the Lakers are the only team really standing in Utah's way? Yeah, absolutely. That's the only team standing in Utah's way. Yeah, I just nobody else can beat the Jazz. I think in a semi-game series except for the Lakers, and there's no shame in that. There's no shame in losing to LeBron James. Everybody's done it. You just can be part of the victim now. It's it's like what Kobe Bryant did to the Jazz. LeBron James is going to do to them as well. Which Kobe Bryant? Young Kobe Bryant that airballed a ton of shots when the one Jazz series? swept them? So he loses one series, and that's all you guys can do is just put out the one series. Not the four years in a row he kicked the crap out of him. <laughs> Let's ignore that, okay, where he pretty much split that team apart by himself. You guys pick one series. His rookie year, that's... Matt's really reaching there. I'm telling you. Just, you know, saying. It happened. It's history. It had happened, but do you know what else happened? It's Kobe Bryant freaking whipped him up and down the court for like four years straight in the second and first rounds. And by the way, he never trailed in those series, in those four, in like the four, three, or four straight years. Never trailed in that series, at least in like in regards to games. So after last night, Utah is still number one overall. Philadelphia is still the number one team in the East. Jazz beat them. Milwaukee is number two in the East. Jazz beat them twice. Brooklyn is number three in the East. Jazz lost to them. Indiana is number four. Jazz beat them. Boston's number five. Jazz beat them. Knicks, they're number six. Jazz split with them. Charlotte's number seven. Jazz beat them. Toronto's number eight. And uh, Utah's not faced Toronto yet, have they? No. So far, I played in the second half. Okay. So that's a very strong record against the top eight teams in the East. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the West, Lakers, Jazz haven't faced the Lakers yet. Clippers beat them once. They'll they'll play them twice this week. Uh, Phoenix... Did Jazz play Phoenix early? I know they played him in the preseason. I'm trying to think if it was uh, 
if they played him in the regular uh, season or just the preseason? I have that answer free here coming up. I I'd have to look really quickly. I think they have played Phoenix once. I believe so here. Nope, they haven't. Portland. They have not played Portland either. Am I crazy? They haven't played Portland either. San Antonio. Uh, sorry. So they have played Portland. Beat them one twenty to one hundred. They played. That was game one. Wasn't yep. It? They played Phoenix in game four and lost one hundred six ninety five. They then played. They played each of those teams once. They won't play either of those teams until the second half of the schedule. They played San Antonio. Once they beat him 130 to 109 at San Antonio. Do you remember when we used to struggle at San Antonio where we hadn't won there in like 15 oh, for years? Ages? Yes. And now we like win there on a routine basis, like it's nothing. Kind of crazy how time changes. Uh, Denver. Yeah, they played Denver. Split? W- they split with Denver? Uh, survey. They lost twice. Uh, yeah, they see they beat Denver. Nope. Just kidding. I lied to you. They split with Denver. Then they play him twice. I only have one. I mean, look, I'm trying to do this on the fly here. Uh, Denver, they lost 128, 117. And they did beat him 109, 105 at Denver. Yeah. Okay. You're right. So they got two more games with them, or one more game. I guess no two more because they're in their division. Well, I don't know if they're doing that on a shortened, pared down schedule to get to 72 games. I don't know if it's a four games in your division or not. Mm hmm. Um, and then Golden State, Jazz blew up, blew out Golden State. Yeah, 127, 1-2, was the final in that one, and they played him. I think they played him again, too. I thought they'd only played him once. Nope, you're right. They've only played him once. 127, 1-8 winners. So they got to play Golden State, San Antonio, Portland, Phoenix, Denver. They're going to have a heavy case of the Western Conference coming up here in that second half, aren't they? Lakers? They haven't played L.A. yet. No. Well, they will next week. Yeah, next week will be their first game. Yeah. Boy, that's going to be a good one. Hey, how about this? By And I totally forgot about this. Guess who's on pace to be the head coach of the Western Conference All-Star team? Well, right now it would be Quinn Snyder. It is. The team with the best record it in the is. West. Yep. And what? What's, how far are they ahead? Uh, half a They're game? ahead of the Lakers by two games. So if they beat the Lakers next week, assuming they split the series with the Clippers this week, or sweep. You and your splits. Because that's don't assume you're going to sweep the Clippers. You like doing splits. The Clippers are a better basketball team than the Jazz are. The Jazz are still going to beat them this week, but the Clippers are a better basketball team. Anyways, you split with the Clippers and you beat the Lakers next week. He's officially the new or the uh, head coach of the All-Star team going into that All-Star break. That'd be pretty cool. I'd be okay with that. That would mean that you'd be okay with that game taking place. Uh, I'd be okay with him being the head coach. I think the game is meaningless and it doesn't need to happen and it's incredibly unnecessary. Did you but- hear about the mayor of Atlanta today? No. Issuing a statement. Don't, no. If you're not part of the festivities, don't come. Don't. We don't want bar owners or club owners to do these parties. We don't want to have extra festivities going on. Good. Uh, Just have the game and go home. Good. And you know what? I think the players are okay with that, too. Let's just have the game. Let's get out of here. The NBA is arranging private travel for each participant. You arrive there. You're there for uh, maybe a day before. Mm -hmm. 
you do all the stuff that day, the three-point shootout, the slam dunk contest, all those things wrapped up in the before or halftime you know, kind of events surrounding the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Then when it's done, go home. And you know what? Those players aren't going to hesitate. They're going to get out. They're going to leave immediately. Good for them. I like that. Oh, you'd think so. You'd hope so. But but that game last night, AJ, for the Utah Jazz, um, there were stretches there, especially in that first quarter. These, uh, they've had the last couple of games kind of slower starts, but then they figure it out. Uh, they don't panic. They uh, Eventually, somebody starts to get hot, and they spread the wealth. But Jordan Clarkson was just unconscious. Oh, my gosh. 40 points on what was his shooting line? Do you have it? Uh, I mean, that's impressive. Like, just having 40 points off the bench alone is really incredible. And I think he hit six threes? Eight. Eight. He hit eight threes. He was eight for 13 from beyond the arc. Six for seven at the free throw line. Finishing with 40 points, two steals, and assist. Great effort. Now, yeah, there were times where the defense wasn't really that great. Ben Simmons was able to get loose and go get downhill way too much. Uh, nearly got a triple-double. Um, Tobias Harris had a double-double, 36 points, 10 rebounds. But outside of those two guys, not a whole lot of help. I mean, Dwight Howard had a little bit going for a stretch. Um, but... Um, not a whole lot of, of of help outside of those two main guys. No, no, and and, and <clears throat> if someone asked me, does Jill Embiid being in the game change the outcome? It makes it closer, but I think the Jazz still win. Do you have Rudy's line? Yes. I didn't even look at his line actually. Eleven points, nine rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks. It's good. Do you put an asterisk next to some of these wins with guys sitting out? Jill Embiid was out. Um, Does anybody put an asterisk next to their losses against the Jazz when Mike Connolly's not playing? No, but Mike Connolly... when Joe Ingles didn't play? No, okay, don't. Donovan Mitchell didn't play? No, Eric, don't compare. Don't compare those three guys to Jill Embiid. Jill Embiid's an MVP candidate. Jill Ingles is sure as heck not. Mike Conley's not even close. Donovan Mitchell's not even in the conversation. We're talking about an MVP candidate. That's different. Like, Jill Embiid missing from the Sixers is a heck of a lot different than Joe Mitchell or definitely Mike Conley. Joe Ingles had 20 points last night for the Jazz. Good. I'm happy. 24 just the other night. That's great. Say he's not an impact player. He's He's not an MVP candidate. You can't say, oh, let's put an asterisk because Joe Ingles didn't play. That, no. I ain't, I ain't buying that at all. The disrespect for Australian basketball players is real from AJ. Dude, he... <laughs> don't tell Joe. <laughs> no, you don't put asterisks on these. Look, the, are they, is it an ideal situation? No, heavens no. But look, there's going to be injuries that happen all the time. This wasn't a COVID thing. This was back tightness. And interestingly enough, 
Joel Embiid has back tightness whenever he has to go up against Nikola Jokic. He has back tightness whenever he has to go up against Rudy Gobert. He has back tightness when he has to go up against Anthony Davis. He has a history of having these mysterious ailments when he's going up against one of the premier big men in the NBA. Interesting. It's uh, a habit. And, and, and no Anthony Davis now coming up. Um, that's going to be a huge loss for the Lakers. That's, that's huge. Like That's what? 25 and 12 is what you get from Davis. I mean, he's, yeah, that's, that's going to be hard for, uh, that's hard to, to have to deal with and have to overcome for the Lakers. And so if, you, if they beat the Lakers, great, but you didn't beat a healthy, fully ready-to-go Lakers team. Yeah, Jerry Sloan, I remember this uh, clear as day. I can't remember who it was, an opponent they were facing. Really good player, wasn't going to be there, had an injury. And somebody was asking him, "Hey Jerry, are you uh, you excited? You're happy? You know, you're, you should be able to have a little bit easier time tonight against these guys." And he was mad. For the question is like, "No, I don't want anybody thinking that we were able to beat them without their their main guy. I want to play them at full strength and have them play us at full strength." Which is, you're right. That's the way it should be. Sure. Nobody should be excited about some other player. The, on the opposing team being hurt and not being available. Nobody should get excited about that. Yeah. No, it's true. You, but you does it give another best. team an advantage? Yes, it can. Yeah, especially if it's Embiid or Davis. Absolutely. Uh, five seven six three. Professional sports teams are not allowed to put asterisks on any games ever. Period. You win or you lose. No excuses. Amen. Amen. I like that. that is well said. Five seven six three. And I think you know what? Like looking at the local college basketball aspect, I think if like Coach Smith could have made fifty good reasons why Utah State lost to BYU, instead he just said we just got outplayed. We just got outplayed because I and I love Petey. I love Coach Eric Peterson. He's going to be a head coach really soon. But if Coach Craig Smith is on the floor running the sidelines, I think I think Utah State wins that game. I just there's just it's a different aspect of having a brainiac like Coach Smith, who knows co- Coach Mark Pope, who can raggle the refs a little bit more, you know, yeah, and knows how to to uh, motivate his pro- players yeah. properly. Oh, absolutely. And again, not saying that whether Petey that's out of motivation, go get him, or out of fear, go, going to get him. yeah, or <laughs> yeah, there was some definite yeah, I've seen some of those cases. Or you know, I think was it last year against Boise State. Speaking of which, at home. Sam Merrill's Wayne Estes night, um, and and Sam way, I think it was like, what was it, 40 seconds into the doggone second half, gets called for an offensive foul, gets his third or fourth, no, fourth foul, I believe, and Coach Smith loses his mind on, uh, no, it wasn't Dave Hall, I can't remember who the ref was, uh, but got a technical foul. Just stuff like that. I mean, it's it's a way to it's a way to motivate them. 9835 with Anthony Davis out means that LeBron James cannot take his usual night off in Utah like he has the past couple of years. That's true. That's absolutely true. And they will have played, I feel like their, th- no, I'll be like their third game in five days. So he'll have a, like a day off. I, I would imagine he'll play just because it's the Jazz, number one team in the league. You want to get kind of, you know, if, you, if you're in an MVP conversation, you got to go out there and you got to beat that team. That's, that's how it's got to be for LeBron. Uh, 9315, I want to get back to this text. Shoot. 
What will Ajay do for Eric when the Jazz are in the finals? Okay, okay. So we actually got to discuss this because I got my Boise State gear at home. I was, I, this was. I'm going to follow up with that. Okay, Did you yeah, keep saying no, you? No, sorry, sorry. You I have your I stuff. Have yes, I have it to make okay, do. Yes, I have it. I'm sorry. I've been a tad busy. I apologize. Do you want me to wear it to Boise State tomorrow? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll wear my Boise. No, I won't. Something that no, I doesn't won't. have the same impact if you wear it there. <laughs> doesn't have the same impact. <laughs> no, sorry. I have that. I will put that on um, next week. So I'll be gone after today. I'll be gone for the rest of the week. So I'll, I'll put that on next week, and we'll have a ball. And we can not take photos. Remember, no photography or videos is allowed. I've um, had my but agent. We need some. We need some semblance of proof to satisfy our listeners that you actually came through your word is all the proof that these wonderful listeners they are your sheep <laughs> so they won't mind if i tell them that you're wearing pink pony outfit watch today? your language the full court press on sports talk radio 106.9 fm 1390 am the fan Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Uh, recapping the Utah Jazz win over the Philadelphia 76ers last night. The top teams in the NBA squared off against each other. And it was the Utah Jazz winning by double digits yet again. It's uncanny what this Utah Jazz team has been able to do to start the season. Can it be maintained? Is it a fluke? Ajay, I think when I look at the teams that they're beating and how they're beating them and beating them in different ways, it's not a fluke. Yeah, it's not a fluke. It's great coaching. No, it's, it's great depth. It's great talent. And by the way, we're not giving enough credit to the Coach Snyder. No. Nobody's giving enough credit to him. Good point. He's been so magnificent in coaching, rotations, trusting guys to be on the court. Um, just an outmaneuvering. I mean, you're talking about Doc Rivers, Brad Stevens, who he's overrated and he sucks anyways. But um, Eric Spolstra, Mike Boonholzer are two very quality coaches. Like, yeah, Snyder's not getting near enough credit right now of what he's done. No, it was a tremendous performance off the bench by Jordan Clarkson. But uh, uh, several other guys I thought had really good nights as well. Uh, Donovan got cooking in the third quarter. Um, and uh, Royce O'Neal got going in the fourth. Had some really big shots. Look at his stat line. 11 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals. I mean, the guy was doing almost everything you needed him to do on the court. 3 for 7 from beyond the arc. Boyan had kind of a rough night shooting the ball, but he was still trying to do things to to you know to make himself important and engaged with what was going on. So great game for the Utah Jazz once again. Did you see the uh um Ben Simmons quote after the game about when they put yeah. Rudy Gobert on me defensively, I what, thought that no, was No, here's what the problem awesome. was. I mean he can say that Here's the problem, is that Doc Rivers, about 15 minutes before Ben Simmons, had said our plan was to be able to set up matchups where we could get uh, Gobert guarding Ben Simmons. 
That's what he said. And then Ben Simmons comes out and goes, uh, it was pretty disrespectful that they had Rudy Gobert guarding me. Hey, you moron. <laughs> that was your coach's plan, That was idiot. your team's game plan. Oh, hello. Yeah, that was. Dude, Ben Simmons, here's the thing. Okay, someone tweeted out something really cool. And I don't know where I could find it again. But someone tweeted out something really good. Mike Conley. Man, Donovan Mitchell's awesome. Donovan Mitchell. Man, Joe Ingles is awesome. Bogdanovich. Man, I love Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. You know what? Our team is just really, really good all together. Jordan Clarkson. I love Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Ben Simmons. Man, I am awesome. <laughs> Like that's true. The he, Jazz he was, are he was going on and on about changing his own mindset and being uh, being more awesome. The G, the Jazz are we 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 and Ben Simmons is well. I should be rookie of the year this year. Uh, ben, it's your third year. Yeah, I'm still should be rookie of the year this year. <laughs> I've done enough. I'm the defensive player of the year. Uh, you're you're like last in blocks. Blocks don't matter. No one cares about blocks on the defensive side of the ball. What do they care about? Shutting down your guy? Uh, you got 40 points scored on you. Well, no one cares about that. You just said, but, okay. I just, I can't, look, I used to hate Draymond Green. I actually turned around and liked Draymond Green a lot more. But this little turd named Ben Simmons, someone needs to flush it down the toilet because it's been around too long. <laughs> 9315, is it crazy someone can have 40 points from mostly three-pointers? Uh, in today's league, no. No. That's not. Steph Curry's done that several times. But it was an impressive shooting performance by uh, Jordan Clarkson. I thought he'd hit nine. He still had lots of time in the game to get that ninth three-pointer to break the Jazz record. Never happened, unfortunately. But And you know what else is kind of... Crazy game for him. Joe Ingles has scored 27 points, like what, six times? That's his career high. He can't get he can't get those two points to get to twenty nine. Just can't get it. He scored twenty seven six times, and like there's like a curse to get to twenty nine for that guy. Three four two six best bench in franchise history. Numbers, minutes, overall reliability for Quinn Snyder. Not to mention only four players in franchise history have ever come off the bench and scored forty points. Yeah, Thurl Bailey was the last one to do it. And that was back in 1988. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. This Clarkson guy, man, he's he's a runaway sixth man of the year. Someone argue with me and tell me different, and you better have a good argument. Because no one has impacted their team coming off the bench. Number and stat-wise tell you everything you need to know, like Jordan Clarkson. It's just, it's it's impressive. And he's doing it consistently, man. He's doing it consistently. Yeah, he is. twenty, Dude, 40 points in 29 minutes. How's that for efficiency? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 9315, can we send stuff in for Ajay to narrate for us? That was awesome how he read those tweets. What tweets did I read? You were, make, you were giving your interpretation of the uh, Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah. And the Utah Jazz players and how they... Yeah, about sure. Each other. Yeah, sure. Fax it in. It. Let's uh, let's get it. Fax you know, it in. it's in. I think my best work. You receive carrier pigeon as well. I think my best work has been uh, Captain Craig Smith. <laughs> That's been some of the listeners' favorite material. Uh, they love that stuff. 
You want me to do another one? Because he just tweeted out something. I can do another one for you. Nope, that's okay. Dude, our ratings soar when we do Captain Craig Smith stuff. And I love Captain Craig Smith talk. Did you call him Crapton? No, Captain. Craig Smith? I did not call him Crapton. You don't just called do him this. Crapton no, Craig Smith. No, don't. I don't want people tagging the guy on Twitter calling him, saying I called him Crapton. Don't do this, Eric. You remember the one we time? the you, receipts. Hey, do you remember the one time you called Jason Shelley the greatest, better than Eric Weddle? I still remember that. You called Jason Shelley better than Eric Weddle. Piranhas remembers. I did not call him better than Eric Weddle. Yes, you Weddle. did. Yeah, Piranhas remembers. He don't hold back either. Piranhas will hit us up and remind us. Um. <laughs> anyways, no, hey, impressive stuff by the Utah Jazz. Uh, hey, big games tomorrow. I mean, this big games this week. Clippers twice. Tomorrow night and then Friday night, both in L.A. Well, and there's question about the health and availability of some of their key guys. Yeah, Kawhi Paul and George Paul did not got play last toe. night, but the Clippers still beat the Heat. Yeah, I don't think the Heat are that good. This I, they're struggling, man. They they can't find rhythm right now. But yeah, no. I mean, I I would say I don't think Paul George is going to play, which is a really big shame because Joe Ingles and Paul George are the matchup that everybody in the world wants to see, including us. And if you if you're saying no, then you're lying to yourself, man. Everybody wants to see George and Ingles go at it again. That yeah, was a that, fun series. That scrub Joe Ingles. Oh man, who doesn't matter. According to you? No, Eric, don't. Okay, you know, here you go again. Gosh dang it. Stop this. I didn't you say said that. The, no. He's not you an impact said, player. No. He said he don't. doesn't matter. Stop it. I said in comparison, I said in comparison to Joel Embiid, you cannot compare the two in regards of impact on the team if one were to sit out and the other didn't. You can't. Don't do that. Stop it. And if you... I don't want anybody tagging Joe Ingles on Twitter saying that I said that either. I'll delete my Twitter account, I swear. <laughs> I swear I will. <laughs> um, no, but uh always impressed with uh again this Clippers team is well coached. I mean Tyrone Lou has actually done better than I thought he would. Got the attention of his team, players are responding to him well. I kind of wonder if Kawhi and Paul George sit out tomorrow but play Friday. I know they have the night off tonight, but maybe they sit out one game and then play game two? Uh, I don't know. Paul George's toe is still swollen, by the way, so I don't even know. He may not even play either game. Kawhi, I could see playing game one and not game two. I could see one of those happening. And how long until Mike Connolly comes back? I he's got to be back for the Lakers game, right? I mean, it's I mean, but you're playing so well right now. Do you really like rush it back? And then you got the All Star break, and and hopefully he doesn't make the All Star team so he can just sit and rest. Um, but man, that's tough. Would would you, Eric? Would you bring him back for that Lakers game, assuming he sits out these two games, or would you say, you know what, let's just let you rest, recover. We'll see you in the second half of the season. I think you bring him back when he's ready to come back. But dude, Mike Conley, you don't milk, rush it. He milks you don't that time, it. man. He's like the one dude who breaks a fingernail it. and then sits out for like three months, and you're like, hey, when do you want to come back? Uh, that was Carlos Boozer. Maybe That's next not Mike week. Conley. Mike Conley's done that too, because he's gotten, he's getting the money, he's getting paid. Oh, stop. and he knows it. Two four oh nine. Thank you. 
I swear it's getting hard to tell the difference between Stephen A. and AJ. Oh, hey, no, <laughs> stop. Hey, hey, that was pretty good. No, that's incorrect, though. That's that's infactual. Don't you dare compare me to Stephen A. Now, if you want to compare, compare me to Mike Wilbon, that'd be nice. Go ahead. But I will refuse, refuse to be named or compared with Stephen A., Chris Broussard, or Rob Parker. All who hate Tom Brady. Skip Bayless. Skip's cool. I like Skippy. You would like Skip Bayless. <laughs> what? Why do you say that? Why do you say he like that? He is worse than... He has the most uninformed takes. What do you mean uninformed? Have you listened to his show? He backs it up pretty good with numbers. Now, Shannon Sharp sounds like an idiot. <laughs> Shannon Sharp's all like, uh, My name's Donkey from Shrek. And I have no idea what I'm talking about. Because I do no research. Skip does his work. Max Kellerman's annoying. I'll take Mike Wilbon. Or Skip. But not Stephen A. Please. I deserve better. I've, I've treated you better than that, listeners. Hey, coming up a little bit later on here on the show, um, there's news coming out of Boise about fans at games and a venue debate, which turned into quite the hot topic up in Boise. And um, just really a lot of whiners up there. Boy, we uh, we went Holy trending cow. over there in Idaho, didn't we? Uh, news <laughs> broke on our show. <laughs> then it was dealt with in a more formal manner today, or at least confirmed. Uh, so we were breaking all kinds of stuff last week, and oh, it's man. just been continuing since then. Uh, we'll get into that, uh, what both coaches had to say about fans at uh, Boise State. Uh, we'll replay this clips from John Hartwell that kind of set off some of this stuff. And uh, about uh, Craig Smith getting an extension, there was no formal announcement. And it, the news kind of broke <laughs> here on the fan. <laughs> and uh, USU officials are like, oh, I guess uh, we probably ought to say something more formal about that. <laughs> so we'll get into that. That's all coming up. On the Full Court Press, stick around. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Favors, hands to Clarkson. Clarkson will fire a three. Oh my, Jordan Clarkson is shooting at a hula hoop. Clarkson is nine of 12. He's got six threes. That was a fun broadcast to listen to that and was. to watch. Uh, either way, you, you <laughs> consumed the game last night for the Utah Jazz. You know what I love doing, by the way, and I think I've said it before, is just watching the game on TV, but then like taking the audio from 106 on the fan and just listening to that and just syncing it up. It's so great. Because you get the great details from David Locke of what he's seeing in numbers with it, and then you get to see the game, and it's, I mean, it's just awesome. So yeah, I'm grateful we're getting those games on our station. That's been fun to have. It is fun. Um, there, there will be some games. Um, no, the games this later this week, the Clippers. Both of them we won't air, will we? Well, they're going to try to join them in progress. They start later, and so 
We'll we'll be a little bit delayed joining them from when they really start. Um, but uh, we we do have some Skyview games going on. The the last games of the regular season. But we're hoping to be able to join the Jazz in progress Wednesday and Friday in their two-game series in Los Angeles against the Clippers. Uh, 3426 texts in. They think 900 people is going to change the outcome of the game as much whining as they do. Instead of Boise State Broncos, it should be Boise State Donkeys. Yeehaw. Here's, I will say this. You know, when I was thinking about it, 900 isn't, you know, obviously 1,600 is a lot more than 900. But just the energy for those fans to be able to attend that basketball game in such a big monumental series, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring some energy and juice into that arena a lot. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a huge spark for the Boise State Broncos. Um, I'm going to be... I mean, I'm going to be honest. That is a huge spark and a shot in the arm for the Boise State Broncos. Um, it's a very passionate fan base. You know, Coach Smith talked about it. Um, going to Boise State last year with the packed house, and it was very loud. Uh, so even with 900 fans who have not been able to see a Boise State game in person yet, and now get to go to the biggest series of the year without a doubt up to this point, it's going to bring a lot of juice, Eric. Yeah, it'll make a difference. Um, those uh, that that team hasn't uh, been able to play in front of anybody all year. This will be the first time to play in front of anybody. Yeah, Utah State's benefited from being able to play in front of their home fans all season. But what what really annoys me on this whole saga is that they're so petty in Boise over mm-hmm. this. Like they think that Utah State somehow is bending some rule to allow fans in their arena. Yeah. And yet what will part? fight with every tooth and nail and fiber of their being to not allow anybody else. That's not the case. It's not yeah. what it's about. That is spot on. It's just, look, okay. the, lo- the local health department here has the, their rules allow gatherings like this. And you know what? They've been safe. Here's the thing. It has nothing to Utah do with any State other venue. goes to the local and state health department and says, hey, this is what we're hoping for in fan base. They get it approved. They've laid out instructions, guidelines, and rules, and the fans at Utah State have been wonderful in following them. Let me make something extremely and very clear to those in Boise State listening to this show or who might after this is over or to Aggie fans all around. I want to make something incredibly blunt and clear. John Hartwell is not scared of fans. He is not scared to have Craig Smith go play in front of fans. He is not scared of it. Craig Smith is not scared of fans. Craig Smith is not scared of going to play a game in front of road a road game in front of fans. Let's make that very clear. This whole idea of that John Hartwell and Craig Smith do not want to go to Boise State and play in front of fans because they're scared of them is an absolute flat out absurd joke well, and if look, you have that idea I, I just die I mean then you are in, in, more incredibly incompetent than I ever thought any human could be what's which is regularly being left out in the discussions in Boise is that UNLV also opposed to moving venues everything's being laid at the feet of John Hartwell and Craig Smith here UNLV also 
chose not to, yeah. or did not agree to go to that. So other why venue. aren't you tagging UNLV in your little little, little rants over there in Boise? Why yeah. aren't assistant coaches' spouses going after? Yeah. You and LV and their ADs and, not only and their that, coaches. And not only that, but then one of those one of those spouses tags Mr. Hartwell in that tweet. Again, I make this so darn very clear. John Hartwell is not scared of you. He's not. Not even close. He is he is um, confident in his decision making. He knows what he wants, and he has a place where he wants to get to with it. You saying that he's scared of sending his team or Coach Smith's team to Boise State to go play in front of fans again is just so just stupid. It is so dumb. Uh, I love what five three seven four just texted in. It says Boise scared? They bring back fans only when USU comes to town. Yeah, why do we all of a sudden make like this conceited effort to say, hey, we really have to get fans here? No, 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 no. We really, really, really need the fans. Please. Why all of a sudden are we like just pushing it through? You know, like, wow. And then who are you as the spouse of an assistant coach to go out there and tag Mr. Hartwell in that tweet and call him out like that? I mean, sorry your husband wasn't successful here. I, I, I feel bad for him, but don't take it out on Hartwell. Well, he wasn't the one coaching the team. I, I think part of it is that, look, Boise has had to play in, in some different venues, non-venues on school campuses. Now, Utah State's had to do that, too, and they've traveled and had to play New Mexico and somewhere different. So I think from Boise State's perspective, look, we had to play San Jose somewhere different. We're playing in a rec center, for crying out loud. Yeah. So we were willing to make an adjustment for a venue there. Why can't... Utah State making a, an adjustment for a venue request. Um, and we'll, I want to play John Hartwell in his entirety for that segment, hear it straight from his mouth again. But as much of it was about, look, the, there's uncertainty about the protocols that are, could be in place and what needs to be done for a, a college basketball game. And does it really make sense to go play in one venue one night and a different venue another night when you're in the same town. That this that just really doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it, and it doesn't. And and again, Mr. Oh, and I'll let you play the clip, but yeah, again, just remember this. Mr. Hartwell, John Hartwell, our athletic director at Utah, Utah State, is not scared of you, Boise State. Yeah, we were, we were asked about it... Uh... Uh, I guess it was two nights ago. Well, I had a message, and then I got an email request, uh, as did UNLV, who was playing there this week. And and at the end of the day, it wasn't about not being around fans. Our our challenge, uh, you know, just as everybody in our league and everybody around the country is facing, you know, it, it made no sense at all for us to go to Boise to play in two different arenas. I mean, again... We're, we're trying to, to stay as protected and as much, I mean, I know that's an overused term, but in the bubble as possible. And, and, you know, I understand their desire to have fans. And, you know, they, they were asking to play in Nampa, which obviously is a different county, different guidelines, but it made absolutely no sense to us to say, hey, we're going to go and play Wednesday night in one arena just so we can have some fans, and then we're going to go, 
play uh, at the Extra Mile Arena on on Friday night, and we just and, and uh, you know I, I talked also to to UNLV about it, and both of us just said no that 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 makes no sense. John, let me ask you what what's that relationship like with the conference on those types of of discussions? Does the does a conference uh, involve? Do you have discussions with the office there in, in Colorado Springs, or is it just kind of left up to each team to figure this out? Well, they, they help to, to facilitate the conversations, and, and at the end of the day, you know, a request like that. I mean, if it was to change, you know, a tip time from 7 p.m. to 6 p.m. or something like that, um, you know, there we have a, a process to go through to do that, and, and you know, normally no no problem with stuff like that. But a total t- change in the venue, um, a week out, and, and a venue that uh, has not hosted any. They've hosted some events in there uh, since COVID began, but no collegiate events. And and clearly, the guidelines and and restrictions are uh, you know significant and and different. Uh, you know, probably more stringent in, in collegiate athletics than in, say, you know, a knife show or, you know, some of the other things that they've had in there. Um, so uh, it, we just did not think it was a good idea. Um, and, and, you know, we let uh, Boise know that as UNLV let them know that too. And uh, so, so those, both of those games next week will be at uh, Extra Mile Arena. There you have it. That's straight from what he said last week. Uh, we got to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll get continue to debate it and get your thoughts right here on the Full Court Press. Hey, did you drop the ball on Valentine's Day? If so, I can help you make up for it. This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. No matter where you're at in your relationship, we have something she'll love. Stop in and we'll help you pick her out a thoughtful yet inexpensive necklace, pair of earrings, bracelet, watch, or even if you're ready for the next step, with our selection of over 3,000 designs, we'll find her the perfect engagement ring. Even after Valentine's Day, it's all about the romance. Make it special, make Pamper yourself at New Horizons Beauty College. They offer low prices on pedicures, manicures, facials, and even scalp treatments. Or treat yourself to a new cut, color, or perm. All services are performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. Call New Horizons Beauty College today at 753-9779. Get a new style and save on all your hair care needs. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in the Clock Tower Plaza in Logan. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. There you have it. That's what John Hartwell said on our show a week ago. That Utah State was in conversation with UNLV about the venue change. And both schools felt like it was not the right decision to be made. Nor should it be. Look, this, Boise this State, Idaho Center, wait, Bo- but that place has hosted college games before. They've hosted NIT but events. But they were going to move to events. girls basketball tournament so they could play both games there. They can host girls basketball tournament. If they can host a girls basketball tournament, can't they host a college game? Uh, no, they can. There's so much more to it. Can we? I mean, I'll wait till the second hour, but we got text coming in and such, and we'll continue it. Yeah. 
I ain't done with this yet. <laughs> no, there's more. Oh, like, I'm not done with because this yet. Because Leon Rice weighed in on it, Craig Smith uh, as well. So uh, about having fans there now for Boise State. And quite frankly, according to B.J. Reigns, the health department hasn't exactly signed off on it. They're no, just they going didn't. forward. Yeah. So we'll discuss more coming up next hour. Stick around. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on a, uh, not a Wednesday, it's a Tuesday. Hey, hey, we're all excited about game one tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. You're not the only one. I've had my week all kind of discombobulated. Why? Because the kids were home on Monday and seems like today is a Monday. I don't know. It felt weird. Even though I was at work all day yesterday. Interesting, Eric. Uh, it's weird. Drugs. That's it's dangerous, kids. Uh, I've got a bunch of t- <laughs> dangerous. I, I wasn't gonna try and look at your face, but I, <laughs> I got a bunch of texts that rolled through. Eric nine three one five. Can we move? Can we move the games to an indoor rodeo if they let us have more fans? But if they don't, Audrey can get rich in Boise this week selling cheese to help Boise fans. Hey, a lot of wine and cheese can go a long ways. Uh, how much credible? is with Boise basketball. Nothing near like their football program. I don't think they have the ability to strong arm the Mount West Conference on this. Well, they don't because it didn't work. Um, more on that in just a moment. Uh, 3426 text in 900 at a Boise State football game is totally different than 900 at a Boise State basketball game. I've been to both places in the last two years. They're way more passionate about their football team than their basketball team. Talk to their fans. They're not worried about our football team, but scared to death of our basketball team. And he continues, so why don't we just move it to Pocatello and get two quadrant one wins for being on the road? I'm down. <laughs> Seriously, I'm down. I, I'm okay with that. Uh, 2965, I honestly don't understand why John Harwell refuses to play in another arena. What's the big deal? It seems like we have like a little whiny brother syndrome. He's just upset that Boise State controlled. What the hell are you talking about? So let me let me help you two nine six five, and I'll do this very politely. Uh, a, when it comes to basketball, we are not the little brother by any means, not even close. Um, just look at our three Mountain West Conference championships, uh, or I guess two Mountain West Conference championships. Sorry, um, it seems like we have little brother syndrome. Yeah, that's not the case. Uh, he's just upset that Boise controls the league. They don't in basketball. Has nothing to do with that. And why don't they play in two different arenas? Well, that's, I mean, it's kind of obvious. Why would you want to go play at the Idaho Center in Nampa on a Wednesday night and then turn around and go play in Extra Mile Arena on Friday night just so you can have fans for one of those games? You wouldn't have them for both. If that would have been the case, and you ought to be grateful, 2965, if, if you're a Boise fan, I'm assuming, that we only have one of those games be the case because. Um, if they would have got the original plan, it would have been game one fans, game two no fans. Now you get 900 fans for both game one and game two. I, I think, I mean, not to put words in John Hartwell's mouth, and we can play a part of the clip again. We don't need to play the whole clip, but but you, you'd have to go through certain protocols to get one arena ready, and you have to show up to that gym, spend time in that gym, getting used to the sight lines and uh, your shoot arounds and your practice, and then you'd have to go and 
and change that and then go to a different gym and for the other time for your other practice yeah. and more shoot arounds and uh, just it seems like it's a lot of work and, for, and well not only that but there's also different testing protocols in that because it's a different county it is not the same county so they'll have a different way that you got to test or whatever the situation is it will be different yeah so not only that but <laughs> has that potential yes. yeah so i mean just play the two games inside of one place you get your 900 fans. Utah State gets to play basketball, which is what they want. And We're all happy. Not, it's not about trying to avoid them not having fans. Again, it's yeah. not that's, the that's issue. That's not even close, no. And it's not just Utah State. Can we reiterate that enough? Uh, again, this is part of the clip from our interview with John Hartwell last week. To say, hey, we're going to go and play Wednesday night in one arena just so we can have some fans, and then we're going to go – play uh at the extra mile arena on on friday night and we just said and uh, you know i i talked also to to unlv about it and both of us just said no that 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 makes no sense it wasn't just a utah state unilateral boycott or not a boycott but uh, voiding or vetoing the decision unlv didn't want to do it either no can can Boise State fans just chill? Yeah, I don't think like, they can. I don't think they know how. Well, and like they want to overreact and whine. Well, and I mean, like just the bottom line of that of text from two nine six five. He just upset that Boise State controls the league. If that was the case, Boise State would have bowed to them and said, "Absolutely, whatever you need, whatever we can do to help you out." They don't control the league, and we are not the little brother when it comes to basketball. If you want to say football, sure, why not? I'll agree to it. But yeah, and again, Harwell's not scared of anybody. And that needs I, I I'll have to repeat that for a long time now, but and which is really frustrating. But Harwell's not scared of Boise State. They're not scared of the freaking fans because the fans don't play basketball. They're just there to cheer. Coach right, Smith it, is it, worried it, about playing Austin Jr. and stopping that squad. Look, does it make a difference having fans there? Sure. It, it sure we've yeah. seen games for Utah State that they've had fans and games they haven't had fans. And they add a, another level of energy and excitement in the game. Correct. Absolutely. And Utah State has never said, look, it's just, you know, we've made it, we've found a way to make it work here, but I don't think it's safe for you to do it where you're at. They've never taken that stance. They've never said, you, you shouldn't allow fans. Clearly, that would be so hypocritical, it would be embarrassing. It's not about whether fans should be there or not. They're not trying to make that decision for somebody else. It's about changing venues and going to a venue that there's uncertainty. Is it, would it be protocol safe? Correct. Absolutely. 6891, there are some people that need to get off BSU's jock. Uh, again, I just, <laughs> I get it, but he, I mean, I just can't wait to talk basketball. Like, I'm so sick of this fan thing. And the thing is, is, like, if you know what the best way to shut the whole situation up is go sweep Boise State. Go beat them both games. Walk out of there. uh, Well in position for the Mountain West Conference regular season championship. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I just, it would would quiet a lot of people uh, over there in Boise land down. Here's Leon Rice, head coach of the Boise State Broncos, earlier today announcing that there would be fans in attendance starting this week. 
despite uh, not having a public health order exactly. that says it's okay. And, and by the way, this is a conversation uh, sort of question. It's from Rachel, and I believe she's uh, affiliated with a, a news association down in Boise. Um, and so it's a conversation type between her and Leon Rice. And you can tell that on her part, Rachel's part, there is a bit of concern to have 900 people inside of an arena. And Leon's answer to it as well. Uh, I'll tell you, it gets your heart pumping. You're getting, you know, it gets exciting. And, you know, it's been a long season of going to empty gyms. And like I said, until you're in there and experience it, which some of you guys have been, you don't really understand what I'm talking about. But, uh, God, it'll be just, I mean, we had 11 fans in the la- at the last game, and I think it made a difference. So I'm so excited to have an atmosphere. These guys serve it. Comes at a perfect time. Again, they're going to be, you know, hopefully a great college basketball game. You got two really good teams, and and uh, it's neat that we can have some some you know some people get to see this. I'm sure that you would expect that there will be mixed feelings about this. It's obviously going against Central District's health order, which is limiting no more than 50 people are allowed to attend. It uh, supersedes the governor's order. So you guys are actually defying Central District's health order in order to do that. So it's gonna have a little bit of controversy, but uh, you know, what makes you feel comfortable with, with having those fans in there and, and being around your guys? Well, first of all, I trust my administration. I mean, this was not in my hands and um, they're, they're not gonna do anything that puts anybody in jeopardy. I know we have a huge arena. We can spread people out. We can, you know, people are going to wear masks. And, and like I said, there's, there, there can be so much space between everybody. And let's all just be safe and enjoy a, a good night of basketball. And, and, but the, all the political stuff, I, I, I don't know anything about. I don't even know what you, what you said. I don't, didn't know if that's true or not true. I, I have no idea. But It's true. <laughs> I'm not making stuff up. Central District Health Order really is under 50. But, um, we know that. Wait, let me ask you that then. My question: Why then, when I watch some of Bishop Kelly's games, why are there? They're also defying. People? They're also defying the health order. Oh. It's not being enforced, so kind of people are making the choice whether or not they want to do it. You know, I guess. Well, I do. You know, like I said, I trust. Uh, you know, I've, I and the only time we've had fans. And I felt perfectly safe was in Texas, in Houston, and in you know. Yeah. And I looked around the arena, and there was a lot of people there, but it seemed like a, it didn't seem like a health risk to me. It seemed yeah, like a it's, lot a, it's more a complicated, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a complicated it is. It's very, topic. Very complicated. I mean, I've got. I've got a mom who's immune compromised and if she gets it, you know, her doctor said she'll probably die. So, you know, I don't want to no. bring it home and give it to her. And, and no. you know, I think, so it's a hard and, topic for sure. And, we and, do know. and I think that through, through all this, that, that what you just said probably needs to be the, the understanding that people have and the extra grace people have to each other. Cause everybody's dealing with something different and everybody's, in different positions and some people have maybe even had the vaccine some people have already had COVID so you know everybody's just in different some people have underlying conditions that you don't know about and so yeah it it it, everyone's circumstances are different and everyone needs to have empathy for for everyone else's circumstances and that includes college to college you know I mean I agree I I think that's good what, what some people think's right for them might not be right for somebody else, but it might, you know, but everybody always just fights for their own agenda. And, and that's where, 
you know, so much problems and, and division comes and hopefully we can just, you know, have a good college basketball game and people get to enjoy it. And cause I know people need some of that too. They need, I, I know our team has been a source of entertainment for a lot of people through a lot of this tough times. And, you know, and I found that out, especially like when one of our games gets canceled, it's like, you know, it's, it's devastating to some people. And so hopefully it, uh, the show can go on and it can go on in a positive, safe way. And I, and I feel good about that. So there you have it. Leon Rice, head coach of the Boise State Broncos, saying it's uh, out of his hands, but you know he had some say. Yeah, that is definitely not the that case. Decision. All right, let me make yeah, that. Is- that uh, Boise State is defying their local health ordinance in doing this. And, and I guess to his defense, he's like, hey, I'm, we're seeing other high schools doing it too. But the reporter says, yeah, they're in defiance. Um, which tell you where, also, which tell you the, what you said during the uh, during the bite. You told me kind of tells you where Idaho stands right now with their situation and status. About it's the wild west. Is everybody agreeing? No. <laughs> Just do your own thing. Just do your own thing. But if you get in trouble, it's your fault. <laughs> oh man, what a mess that is, Eric. Um, yeah, look, he's as happy as anybody that they're going to have fans. Nine hundred of them. It will be helpful for the energy. It'll be helpful for the team. Uh, because this is their senior, this is their final homestand, I guess, unless you make up the games on the open week, which, boy, there's a lot of games we made up that week, so I don't know who's going to get what. And look, uh, you know, we're, we're we're teasing and making fun of Boise State and how they've handled all of this, and I guess you can have your own stance on whether they should defy their local health order or not, but they're going to have fans there. And look, as we have seen in Logan – it's it makes a difference. We've seen in Salt Lake City for the Utah Jazz. It makes a difference. The players like it when there's fans there. That there's somebody to, to give them a little excitement, a little juice. It makes a difference. So, you know what? Way to go, Boise! You figured out a way to get fans there. Yeah. No one's. It, you, you, we'll leave the criticism on whether the the wisdom of that and how your local health orders are working and what that means and how enforceable they are. We'll leave that to. Ada County. Yeah, absolutely. And their local health department. Yeah, I'm But with from you. a fan perspective, from a, a pure sport perspective, I think it's great that they've got fans that are going to be there. And this whole debate was not about it whether fans about, should be there or not. Amen. That's They're right. not wanting to play Again, in front of fans. Craig Smith is not scared of you fans because he's not playing you. He's playing the Boise State Bronco basketball team. And, again, that assistant coach's spouse also needs to stay off of Twitter for a little bit and just – Keep quiet. Like, it's not her deal. It's not her conversation to be a part of. And, <laughs> yeah, tagging in the AD of Utah State in her tweets was incredibly just dumb. Stay classy. Yeah. But w- are we... Are- <laughs> uh, here's what you. Here's what Craig... I'm just saying her first name. Uh, here's what Craig Smith had to say about uh, playing in front of fans. This will be the first road game where the Aggies will play an opponent that will actually have fans in the stands. No, uh, we were because South Dakota was our non-conference, and they I think a week before, or, you know, four or five days before, they decided not to have fans, and and then in our league we haven't um, experienced that, so um, it'll be different. But you know what? Every game, it's just everything about this is different. You walk in the Thomas and Mac Arena, and you have an eighteen thousand five hundred seat venue, you know, an NBA venue. And there's literally not even 100 people in that arena. And that's just really 
just such a weird, you know, different vibe. And so we've obviously you've experienced it. Everybody on this call has experienced it. Our team has experienced it. I think the team that brings their own energy, um, you know, in terms of on the bench and on the floor um, has tended to have an advantage all year. And obviously you watch the bench of Boise State all year and they brought great juice and great energy. It's easy to see on film. And I think our, our team has done the same for the most part all year as well. Yeah, it's it helps. The, yeah, and I mean, you just go in there and say, hey, look, it's a game that you're playing with fans in there. That's, I mean, that's all it is. That's the only difference. You'll have fans on the road for the first time all season long. That's the only it, difference. It helps the road team too, by it the way. It does. And, oh, and it gives them a lot. Yeah. You don't think that BYU got a ton of juice walking into 1,600 Aggie Maniacs screaming at them? You don't think that fired them up at all? Like, you're crazy. And, and Utah State's going to take that same kind of energy. And by the way, I, I don't know if Utah State really needs that much more of, I don't even know if I call bulletin board material, but just the talk from over here in Boise to fire them up. Like Craig Smith will have his team ready to play tomorrow night in game one at 7 p.m. Well, the only the problem is just keeping it in check, too. That's Don't a great overreact. Point. Don't overreact. That's Don't a great. Don't let it get in. Are you worried about that with some of our new guys, uh, Raleigh and and Marco? I mean, it is a different atmosphere tomorrow night. Big big game. National television. Any kind of worry about that? They've had a lot of national television games already this season. But on the road with fans, they've had and, a and, big and, game and, series against San Diego State already. Mm-hmm. Good point. Uh, six eight nine one. Two blowouts are needed. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Good point. Uh, three, four, two, six. How about we play at Mountain Home Rec Center and Nampa Rec Center? They play basketball at both venues, and it's not in the county. We'll bring the brooms. <laughs> hey, I like the sweep. I like the sweep idea. Absolutely. Uh, and then nine, three, one, five. Can the Mountain West Conference punish them for going without health order approval? Nope, they cannot, because it's a recommendation, not an order. Or else they wouldn't have been able to do it. Period. And as we just talked about, like it is, I love what you said, the wild, wild Idaho West over there. <laughs> Got everyone kind of tuning, you know, running to their own tune of the beat. So, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, another thing that was brought up, Eric, um, Mr. Hartwell on our show, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, the Full Court Press. If Local radio show. If, if, if anybody's wondering, um, that, that's its official name. Yeah, a local radio show? <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Uh, was asked about the contract extension from uh, Salt Lake Reporter. Go figure. And that Salt Lake Reporter was very quick to jump on it. Um, and this is uh, Coach's answer to the contract extension that he got. Yeah, um, I don't remember when exactly it was. But, yeah, it was, I think, in December or November when it got finalized or whatever. But, obviously, we had been in talks for a while about some things. And, and um, and I don't I don't even remember the specifics offhand, but I believe it, it's after this year it'll be five more years on, in terms of the contract, and uh, we're excited about it. We love Utah State. Um, it's been an amazing place for my family. Um, not to get too much into it, but my family and I've been my wife and I, Darcy, have been married for 25 years, and um, and we have four kids. My oldest boy, Landon, is a sophomore at Utah State. And, uh, and we got a Brady's a junior in high school. Carson's a ninth grader. My daughter's a fifth grader. So it's been a great move for our family. We love it here. It's a tremendous league. 
And uh, we're, we're surrounded by amazing people and have been in this profession for a long time, 25 years at every level, the NAI level, D2 level, and various levels of Division One, whether it's high major, mid-major, and low major. And it's, this has been just a phenomenal place um, to live and a great experience. And so we're sure excited um, to continue this journey at Utah State. So it's exciting to hear from Craig Smith about his contract extension. And yeah. it was first learned about on a local radio station when an athletic when, director – When two guys when, were, Well, no, sorry. I, saying he's an athletic director is giving too much way. When an important figure at a local university <laughs> spoke to some, some two, two guys uh, – Who are just happen to be near Mike's at a radio studio. Somewhere in Cash Valley. Somewhere in Cash Valley. Northern Utah. Um, be as nondescript as we possibly can. Let, let us know if you have any if you have any questions on the specifics. We can give you those yeah, as well. If you'd like to know anything more specific about the details of who <laughs> said what and to whom regarding someone else and how long they may still be in this. You know place what really pissed Utah. me off the most, though. I, I shouldn't say. I can't say. Ooh, I can't say that word. Sorry, Kent. If you're listening, really, really sorry. That slip. It wasn't my fault. It's been kind of a day. Um, you know what really upset me the most, though. Really angered me. Um, flustered me is that the guy who asked the question was a Salt Lake reporter, and he was like, hey, coach, hey, uh, talk to us about your contract. I'm like, squeeze me, I have baking powder, and you want to hand me back my Cinderella shoe that you just stepped on and walked all over and so you can get your glory? I mean, my gosh. And by the way, we know who we're talking about, right? When I, yes. Okay. want to make sure. Um, Curious George. Yes, Curious George. And he was very curious today about a lot of different things. God Look, bless us. Is it really that hard? I mean, we if we're we just, get we've done this just can, last week. Yeah, when there was somebody that said something in a in a paper or a publication, we said who they were yep. and who they were with. And is we it that cred- hard? Okay, is it and, really that hard? And by the way, just say where you got the information. Yeah, just give credit where credit for. is due. Is it that hard? <laughs> well, and then not only. <laughs> But, you know, and, and, and people are like, well, you're probably overreacting. No, because Dan Patrick three weeks ago had this exact same conversation on his radio show because someone took what was his breaking news and then referred to it. They referred to Dan Patrick's radio show as a network radio show. That's all they said. That network radio show reported that so-and-so and this and this and this. Next day, of course, Dan gets wind of it. Next day goes into like a 10-minute monologue of why it's important to give credit to those who are willing to report the news. Like, and those who are willing to, not report the news, sorry, break the news out. Because let me tell you this, there wasn't a whole lot of people who knew that uh, uh, his extension had, no, actually nobody outside of the university knew about his extension, period. And then, from what I was told, there was a couple people, important people, who didn't know about the extension, like or that it had been announced. And so, like you and I had been talking for weeks, like just curious about because it had been coming up, like how long was is Craig Smith going to be here? Are they going to extend him? And before we had the interview with John Hartwell last week, you you told me, look, I want to ask about an extension if they've got one worked out yet. Yes. And to be very clear, John Hartwell, the director of athletics for Utah State University came on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, during a program called The Full Court Press with hosts Eric Franson 
and Ajay Salveson. At approximately 4 and 5.10 p.m. That is where credit is due for this announcement that was broke here on this radio program. So when you read about it in other publications that vaguely reference something that was said on a local radio show without giving proper credit, you know it came here from us, and this is what was said. Yeah, so so we put together a, an extension that was uh, signed back before the new year, uh, and, and really what it did is uh, uh, it basically, even at the end of this year, he'll have five more years left on his deal. It was really a six-year deal. Um, we, you know, we really didn't, because there were so many other things going on, we really didn't publicize it, but, but obviously, uh, you know, <laughs> we believe in Craig and, you know, every day, literally, uh, that guy amazes me, you know, and, and uh, just some dialogue between he and I, and he and I are both kind of late night people. So we, we often have conversations via text or on phone calls, you know, late, uh, you know, 1130 midnight when most other sane people have gone to bed. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, you know, I, I just, I sent him a text the other night, just thanking him because his, you know, being able to navigate all of this, uh, you know, the positivity of that guy is unbelievable. He, he's a guy that even if given lemons, he makes lemonade. And that's infectious. That's infectious to his staff. That's infectious to his players. That's infectious to everybody. And, and you know, there's, there's that quiet confidence. Well, I, I can't use the word quiet. Guys, <laughs> 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 no, that's, that's not even realistic. But there's that confidence, you know, and, and the guys, his staff believes in him. His student-athletes believe in him. Even when we get down, there's never a sense of, of panic or anything because he handles everything in such a positive manner. And that, that's been great through this because, it's like I said, it's, it's been a grind. Um, but, you know, he, he's let's plow through, let's plow through. Even, I mean, we're on the phone 30 minutes ago and probably what it, this date and hour was probably our last opportunity for, for Friday kind of fell through. And he said, hey, we'll, we'll figure this out. Let's go. So, I mean, it, you know, obviously uh, not, not the ideal situation, but he, he's always uh, let's plow through it and let's make the best of it. So there you go. That is John Hartwell here on 106.9 The Fan during the full court press with hosts Eric Franson and Ajay Salveson breaking the news. We first heard about it in a public forum about an extension for Craig Smith last week on this radio show. So, so you know, to be clear, if you see any publication that references generically comments that were made on a radio show, it was here. And by the way, if we want to play that game, we can play that game. But we prefer to give credit where credit is due. But you know, and we not, did that but, just but, last but, but, week. But, but we're not going to play that game because you taught me to be better than that. You've taught me how to do things the right way by not, as you, like the word you use, is not plagiarizing is, when, is what you had told me once, but by giving those people credit for who report that news. We're not going to go out there and take that from them. That's not our job. It never will be. Okay, so we'll set aside our own personal grief. Well, over yeah, we'll this. stop the pettiness. Well, not the pettiness. news is exciting, though, for Utah State. It is. To absolutely. hear from Hartwell last week and then Craig Smith today is great news for Aggie fans everywhere who have seen great things out of this coaching staff, who have won conference championships, been at or at least qualified for the NCAA tournament, 
and putting the team in position to do that again. Uh, it, it's an exciting era of Utah State basketball right now, and Utah State's doing what they can to keep Craig Smith around. And exciting to hear him talk about how much he loves it here. Is he going to get an opportunity to go somewhere else? He probably will. Will there be offers thrown his way? You can look if he continues to have success. Yes, I guarantee he will have op- offers. Oh, so can we go back to the conversation then? But if he goes, <sighs> we applaud what he did while he was here. So what do we do? I mean, and we hope for what, who's going to be the next head coach of the Aggies? Somebody who comes through. Don't do not go to me. No, but that. you, you, you. I mean, I mean, who is? Uh, this is it. This is the last ride. Are don't, you saddened? Don't, don't, Ajay. No, he just got an extension. He's going to be here for a lot longer. And it's good. And we've got a great big matchup coming up tomorrow. Yep. We'll hear more from uh, the coaches about it. Um, and we'll get into more detail about the matchups tomorrow. But uh, some interesting news today about the contract extension uh, and uh, the, the fans at Boise State. We also want to get into a stat that blew our minds. Absolutely. And our player of the week. If you've got somebody that you would nominate for yeah. a player of the week, love to hear it. Love to hear it. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Right here. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Right here on the local radio show with two guys <laughs> who don't do radio, but here inside of Cash Valley. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at one zero six nine thefancom dot com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Sorry, some local radio show. Uh, but the news today... That's going to stick now forever for us. news today that uh, Boise State is going to allow about 900 fans in attendance for their two-game series against the Aggies Wednesday night and on Friday night. Uh, Al Lewis, pregame coverage um, will be a little bit different Uh Yes, it will go from 6 to 7 tomorrow, and then it'll go to Logan High Basketball at Bear River, and then as soon as the Aggie game is done, the high school game will conclude before the Aggie game will, but as soon as the Aggies are done, watching it on CBS Sports Network, Al Lewis, John Russell will be back. Uh, it was exciting to have him, uh, it'll be exciting to have him back on the broadcast. Wait, Russell's coming back? Yeah, he'll be back. He's feeling healthy and oh, ready to come thank back. Thank goodness. Jalen Moore. I was Moore. getting really tired of hearing you. <laughs> kidding. Sorry. I know. You finally get some good Stop it. Good Stop stuff it. Afterwards. Uh, so that we'll find out how the Aggies do in game one. But the big news is that uh, Boise State will have 900 fans there. Yeah. Uh, I think it's important to note and that um, they did not get approval from their local health department. They just decided we're just going to allow 900 fans. Um, and. I doesn't bother me. I'm no. not offended. Um, Neither is Coach Smith, by the way. No. But uh, Coach Rice says that he needs his 900 to sound like it's uh, more than just that in the arena. I have a feeling it will. You know, I mean, just any other. I mean, 11 uh, helped us last game. So I, I, I'm, I'm just excited for it. I'm excited for our guys, too, because I think it'll give them a positive juice. And just, you know, you want it to be – closer to what college basketball has been. And, and, you know, like I said, I got DA who came back for a senior year. And can you imagine the, what the senior would have been like for him? Like, like even this just last game, 
as for the the roof would have blown off this place against UNLV. So, you know, that's what they're missing out on. And they've been terrific. You know, we, we always said that before this happened, our job's the same, whether it's in front of one fan or 13,000, our job is the same. And these guys have done a tremendous job of showing up and, and competing and, and playing together and creating energy. I mean, our bench has been our energy and these guys have been awesome. So they, you know, it, it's exciting for me to, for them to have uh, this opportunity to play in front of some people. And I'm excited for Boise too. I would hope that more venues uh, as numbers have been on the decline in a lot of places around the country and things start to open up more, that more Mountain West Conference schools would be able to allow fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it makes a difference. It really does. So I'm glad they were able to figure something out to get fans there um, and that these games can still be played and, uh, and they're going to be motivated. There's a lot of factors for motivation going into this game, not least of, of which are having fans in the stands. Uh, there's a first place position in the Mountain West Conference uh, on the line here and opportunities for quad one victories for both teams, which both surely need them. Oh my gosh, yeah. Especially Utah State, though. Yes. Because Boise State has a chance to go pick up a couple in San Diego State the following week. That's true. This is pretty much it for Utah State. This is their last chance to dance with a with a saucy resume. This will really, really help if they can get one. Absolutely. No, it's, uh, it's a big matchup. A lot on the line. Um, there was some quirkiness last year that Utah State should have a chip on their shoulder and how things got handled. It was their own own doing, their own mistakes. But this is also an Aggie team, Ajay, that's going to be rusty coming into this one. Who They've only played one game in 21 days. Yeah. That's yeah. hard. That's hard. Craig Smith today talked about uh, trying to practice during this long layoff for his basketball team, trying to keep his guys engaged. No, we've been going the whole time. Uh, well, I mean, we've been practicing. Obviously, we've had some off days. Um, but we've been going. You know, we, we got back from Fresno, and um, we were off Sunday. And, and Monday, we, we were in practice preparing for um, Wyoming. We thought everything was a go on Sunday from the, from the info that I had ha- had. But, again, things change, and – and you got to adjust. We told the guys after, uh, I think it was after practice on Monday, that we thought this was probably going to happen, and um, and it did. So we we we've talked all year with our guy. Our, our guys are it's a really tight knit group, even though we are very young. Um, but our upperclassmen have done a good job. You know, we have two seniors, four juniors, and those those guys have done a good job of just staying level 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 headed. Never get too high, never get too low. We'd even talk, you know, we had a good stretch there where we were getting our games in, right? I mean, obviously we had the shutdown in December and, you know, um, we had some guys miss a couple games in December. And, I, of course, I missed the BYU game and our non-D1 game. Um, and we could have we chose not to play, I suppose. I think we had that opportunity, but we wanted to play. And, um, but we knew there was going to be these types of things. Our women missed three games. Um, in January, I think it was in January, one, one in February in December. And we just have told our guys all year, like every day is a blessing and every opportunity to play and never take it for granted. Um, because you just don't know. And we found that for, out firsthand at Fresno and, and obviously last week. And so, 
Um, that's why I say we told our guys in film today, you know, when we got the word back that we all tested negative and Boise all tested negative that, that, you know, we're going to be able to play unless some unforeseen circumstance happens um, for tomorrow's night's games. And then we'll all test again on, on what day Thursday and see what happens. AJ, it cannot be an easy task for a coaching staff to have that much time off. Yeah. Try to keep your guys fresh, try to keep them interested, try to keep them engaged, try to keep them from hating each other because they <laughs> practice hard against each other. And if uh, I have to take one more elbow from Bean, I quit. Yeah. No kidding. And to turn their attention now in the their game prep, trying to prep for Fresno at game two. That doesn't happen. Okay, let's start prepping for Wyoming. Well, that's not happening. So now let's turn our attention to Boise. Um, and to, uh, what a what a crazy task for that coaching staff yeah. to keep them ready, physically active, uh, so that um, they could come in and bring prepared and ready to take on a very good Boise State team tomorrow night. Yeah, it's funny because you know we talk about the worry of having this long of a layoff. Coach Rice actually talked about it too. He he says it's a blessing for Utah State that they've had this much time to prepare and plan for Boise State. That's what he said, man. He was like, "Yeah, you know, they've had time to play, you know, prep and plan, you know." So it, that that makes us worried. And it's like, dude, they played one game in twenty in, in three weeks. Like, they would rather have played four games in three weeks, six games in three weeks, if they if they could, but. Yeah, this isn't a blessing in disguise all of a sudden. Not even close. Yeah, I wonder if the tables were turned if he would have been calling it a blessing in disguise. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, he'd be whining and complaining that the Mountain West isn't doing a good enough job of finding a replacement game for him. Yeah, not taking care our of guys need Our guys can't have so much time off. Yeah, amen. Uh, amen. Uh, another quick time out here in the full court press. When we come back, let's get into the stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. Hey, and Mike Conley has got a status for tomorrow against the Clippers. Ooh, we have a status update on Mike Conley. All right, we'll update you on that as well. Coming up on the other side here on the Full Court Press. Local radio show. On a local radio show. <laughs> Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's okay. Say it out loud. Say it together. <laughs> we can it do it. It does exist. Use your words. It breaks news. <laughs> Sometimes feelings. <clears throat> yeah. A lot more of the latter than the former, that's for sure. <clears throat> uh, stat that blew our minds, player of the week. Uh, love to get your uh, nominations if you have any. On uh, somebody who stood out to you. Who gets a gold star? <laughs> who deserves a participation trophy? Before we do that, though, Ajay, you've got some news on Mike Conley. Yeah, so he's been upgraded from doubtful to questionable for tomorrow's game against the Clippers. Now, does that mean he plays? I don't think so. But I think he will. Uh, I think he plays in game two against the Clippers. But we'll get into that in just a little more because I got some. I got a question for you about that. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the Full Court Press. Wow, that blew my mind. 
By the way, speaking of stats, has anybody done a check on Hurricane John Newbold and his... Uh, Dude, did you see it? His tweet update. Did you see it? He crushed it. Did he? Yeah. Oh, he's well over 500. <laughs> nice. Good for him. Yeah. So Way he. Go, Hurricane yeah. John. So he will be getting a jersey of Sam Merrill from the Memphis Hustle because he hustled him out of a jersey. Hey, I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Stat time. Okay, I have to defer because every time I start saying something, you get really mad. That's because you because cheat you think I'm and you stealing take my your information. Because you look at my pieces of paper. So, because you don't come prepared. And you're like, oh, crap, I have a stat I got to get to today. Here's my stat. The Knicks had gone 183 team games without a 40-point score. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Credit to ESPN Stats and Info for this wonderful stat. The Knicks had gone 183 team games without a 40-point score before Julius Randle had 44 in their win over the Hawks last night. That was the longest active drought without a 40-point score by any team. The next closest is the Thunder with 108 games. Wow. Wow. That's a full season and something. That's, <laughs> that's two full seasons for the Knicks. Wow, yes. Julius Randle's playing out of his mind. Yeah, too bad he plays on a crappy team. They're improving. <laughs> okay, here, we go. Ways to here go. we go again. <laughs> All right, the Utah Jazz, they have more wins in their last 20 games than 27 teams have for their entire season, and 17 of those 19 wins have been by double digits. Ajay, they're winning at a, at a pace that is unse- has been unseen in the NBA. Mm. They're winning at a clip and playing at a, at a, at a, uh, a style that is on pace with that Golden State Warriors team that won 72 games. Or excuse me, 70, they won 73 games, didn't they? Uh, 73, yes. A few years back. 73 and 9. Um, just the, what the Utah Jazz are doing is otherworldly. It just has not been seen in the NBA. With very, uh, very rarely has it been seen. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, my player of the week, Eric, is going to go to the great, um, one of the best players probably, I guess, in the so far in the this current era of, of basketball. Um, and he could tell you that he is too, Ben Simmons. Look, I know like, I know it's funny, and it seems like I'm, I'm making a joke here, but dude, they had no Joel Embiid, and he still put up 40. And by Near the way, triple-double. he didn't do it from the three-point line. Because he can't. So he did it from inside, which is hard because you got Rudy Gobert, Derek Favors, got a slew of good defenders inside the paint against a good defensive team, and he put up 40 without a three. I'm impressed. I am impressed. Credit to him, uh, Ben Simmons, as my player of the week. All right, I am going also in the NBA. Uh, I'm going with Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns. Uh, his team is playing really good basketball. They're, really, they're currently fourth in the standings mm-hmm. in the West, in really good West. But this is what he's done over the past week. 36, 5, and 8. 36 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists against the Cavaliers. 30 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists against the Bucks. 36 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists against the Sixers. And on Sunday, 27 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists against the Magic. Uh, Guy's been playing some really 
next level basketball. He's over this past week more than 32 points a game, shooting over 56% from the field, over 47% from three, nearly 81% from the free throw line, and over five assists per game. Uh, he's he has been growing and improving every year, but uh, I think having Chris Paul playing alongside him has really helped him develop into a better leader for his team. And he's playing some great basketball right now. Phoenix Suns are definitely a team to watch out for in the West. Absolutely. Uh, Do we need to take another break? We do. Okay, let's take another break. I want to come back and get to this breaking news that came out earlier today about West Coast Conference basketball and the idea that two certain teams would sit out the tournament of the conference tournament so they can just be ready for the NCAA tournament to avoid risk, injury, so on and so forth. How would you handle this situation? There's maybe some unintended consequences that they have Amen. not thought about. Amen. Particularly yep. for one school. Amen. So we'll discuss that coming up next to the Full Court Press. It's the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Full Court Press on 106.8 <laughs> and 1391, the fan. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. <laughs> it's progression. Baby steps, Eric. <laughs> Another publication is... Baby steps. Not got it totally right. The news broke here on 106.9, the fan, from John Hartwell, that uh, Craig Smith would get a contract extension. Hey, by the way, uh, my player of the week was Ben Simmons on the 48, uh, or excuse me, 40 points he had, and 6891 texted and said, and they still lost. Hey, you're right, 100%. Scored 40, but they still lost, and that's what really matters in the end is, is the win-loss column. So, yeah, absolutely. As uh, Utah Definitely State agree. fans need to remind San Diego State fans, wins are greater than rankings. <laughs> Wins mean more All than this, anything else. State doesn't get it. Eric, uh, news coming out this afternoon that Gonzaga and BYU, and by the way, this is credit to John Casano, who's a columnist for the Oregon Oregonian, I believe. He's also part of the, the uh, station or the show of 750 The Game in Portland, Oregon. Uh, but he has uh, put out some news that Gonzaga and BYU are weighing whether they should opt out of the West Coast Conference basketball tournament. Nothing in it for either program except risk of injury, bad loss, and infection. They, they are both NCAA tournament bound, regardless. Western Conference Coast, is that West, West Coast, Coast Conference, Conference? Thank you, ADs are talking about this. Eric, this, I mean, okay, for Gonzaga, I could understand. For BYU, there's a lot more to risk, right? They're, are they a lock? The, the question here is there's whomever wins the conference tournament is an automatic qualifier. Is the West Coast Conference a lock to send three teams? And and Jeff Grammer brings no. up a well and Jeff Grammer brings up a great point. He says the question then becomes should leagues be allowed to award an at-large burst to an NCAA tournament to their conference tournament winner if all their teams, in this case two, that are likely NCAA at-large teams. Here's the problem. That would really have an NCAA tournament bubble implication, and it would affect a lot of bubble teams if this were be the case. Uh, that's true. BYU currently is a 29 in the net ranking. They probably are a lock. I, I think they do have a strong enough resume. Certainly their victory over the Aggies is looking better and better all the time. 
But St. Mary's is a, they're at 69 right now. They're the number three team. So if BYU and Gonzaga don't participate, and what if it isn't St. Mary's that wins? Yeah. What if it's San Francisco is what currently at 100? Yeah. What if, I mean, and, and look, you erase BYU and Gonzaga, it's anybody's game. It is honestly anybody's game to get that thing. Uh, three, four, two, six. NCAA should penalize the conference for doing so and only let one automatic bid go to the NCAA tournament. Nothing more. See, the, I this is why you still need to have a conference tournament because of NCAA bubble, you know, bubble teams and bids, and then it's just going to get out of control. It will. It, they have nothing to lose. If you, you have, have a lot to lose. Yeah, you can, if you have you can four end up teams, not going. If you have four teams going to the. Uh, you know, or projected to go to the tournament, uh, then and they make it to the semifinals. All of them do, but you can't take one because you took a crappy team that won the conference tournament. Oh, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, does the NCAA say, "All right, we'll take BYU and uh, and Gonzaga. You guys can have your conference tournament. That's fine, but we're just going to take these two teams." Yep, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. And there may be other conferences looking at it. Who knows? Tomorrow, we'll get more into Utah State, Boise State, the updated brackets, where Utah State and other Mountain West Conference schools predicted. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stick around, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.